and welcome back to Youth Group Radio. It's Thursday morning where I'm at. It is icy outside and there's peace in the air. And wherever you are, whenever you are, I do hope that this can be a peaceful time. We are still going through the Gospel of John, and this is part six of our John study. We're going to be in chapter three, verses one through 15. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know, and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things, and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Let's pray. O Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, let us find our delight in you today. In the name of Jesus, amen. We live in a world where we need official documentation to show proof that we have done and accomplished certain things, whether it's diplomas, certificates, licenses, whatever. We have all these different documents that we have that we show to prove, look, I accomplished this thing, I did this thing, whatever it might be. And it starts from the time we're born, right? We're given a birth certificate, which proves that you were born. Um, do you know where your birth certificate is? Uh, I feel like most people probably do. I actually don't. I don't know where my birth certificate is. I've never once seen it. And so maybe I should be worried about that. Maybe I should say, oh, oh no, you know, what, what does that mean? If I've never seen it, maybe it isn't real. Maybe I don't even have a birth certificate. Was I ever born? You know, I don't have the official document, so should I be worried? Well, that's silly though, right? Because you don't need a birth certificate to prove that a birth took place. I'm right here, living and breathing proof that a birth must have taken place, right? 
In this passage, Jesus talks about being born again. He's having a conversation with a Pharisee named Nicodemus. And what's so cool about this is that the Pharisees were constantly putting themselves up against Jesus. They were the religious experts, but now this Jesus guy is coming on the scene and he's making them look like chumps. Nicodemus is one of these Pharisees and he really wants to have a talk with Jesus, but he may have been too scared or embarrassed to talk to Jesus in public. So he waits till everyone is gone and it's dark outside to talk to Jesus. One thing I love about Jesus is that you can be as embarrassed or scared as you want, and Jesus will still meet with you. You know, Jesus could have gotten offended and told Nicodemus to, you know, you need to meet me in the middle of town square in broad daylight and have a t-shirt with my face on it so everybody knows. But that's not what he did. Instead, Jesus agrees and he meets Nicodemus in the dark, in private. Jesus will meet you where you are at. He's never embarrassed or scared to meet with you, even when you are. So, so they meet up at night and Nicodemus is telling Jesus, Listen, we aren't stupid. We know that you're obviously from God. It's so evident in all that you do. And then Jesus says in verse 3, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And that is not at all what Nicodemus was expecting Jesus to say. What kind of reply is that, right? So he replies with, okay, how can someone be born if they're already an adult? For most of us, we basically understand what it means when Jesus says you have to be born again. It's the second birth, this birth from above, when you enter into a new life through Jesus, leaving the old you behind. For me, I was eight years old, and one night I came to a simple understanding that I really wanted Jesus to be with me in my heart. So I prayed on the living room floor with my dad that night. For some people, they have a very dramatic and awesome story about how they were completely lost and living life the worst way possible, and then they put their faith in Jesus and everything dramatically changed. For others, it might have been a conference or something, some event that they went to. You know, maybe the message just, it hit you and you began crying and that's when you called out to Jesus. And still for others, maybe your story isn't as dramatic. Maybe it isn't as well-defined. Maybe you didn't cry. Maybe you can't even quite remember when it happened. You want to know something? That night, when my eight-year-old self prayed with my dad, I have no memory of what I prayed. And I think my dad did a lot of the praying for me, I'm pretty sure. I really just don't remember the details of it at all, honestly. So, should I be worried? Far too often, we think that that moment, when we emotionally pray to Jesus to save us, we think that is the center of what it means to be a Christian. 
It's as if God just wanted to give us one single spiritual experience that we look back on for the rest of our lives with a smile. But that would be like if I found my birth certificate and I framed it and I hung it on my wall and every time someone came over to my house, I insisted that they come and see my birth certificate so I could prove to them that I really was born. Well, of course I was born. I don't have to show them the certificate. The question isn't whether or not I was born. Obviously, I was. So the real question is, why was I born? Well, we are born in order to live. That's just simple. We're born to live. Okay, so why are we born again? We are not born again just so we can frame our born-again certificate and show people, hey, look, see, I was born again. No, no, we're born again to live this new life. You can't just keep getting stuck on whether or not you were born again. You just got to get on walking and breathing and being the new person that God has made you to be. Now, yes, you should examine your life and ask yourself if you have ever really put your faith in Jesus. But so many times, someone will make a profession of faith, but then quickly they start to doubt. And they think that God is up in heaven going, You did it wrong. I hope you like barbecue. Goodness, no. God is not trying to trick you. He's not some sick freak needing you to say the perfect prayer so that he doesn't beat you up. All right? So breathe and take a step back. Look at your life. Are there signs of Jesus in your life? Now, maybe it's tiny. Maybe there are just tiny signs of his presence, but that's okay. It's more important to feed and nurture those tiny signs of faith, rather than to obsess over and over about what happened years ago or months ago when you emotionally prayed to Jesus. So, Jesus says, you got to be born again. The Greek there can also translate, you have to be born from above. And that goes right with what John says in chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, when he says, But to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God, a birth from above. Nicodemus was a Jewish religious expert, and for the Jews, a huge part of their faith was about being born into the right family. What mattered was that they were children of Abraham. But what we just saw in chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, is that the new kingdom of God is open to anyone and everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. Jesus says in verse 6, that no one can ever enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. What's that all about? There's a lot of debate about the meaning of this, but the earliest understandings of this verse 
simply understood that the water represented your physical baptism, and the baptism in the Spirit was the new life bubbling up from within that Jesus offers, which is the main thing that this whole book is about. Water baptism is a public announcement and a picture of the new life that has been breathed into you by Jesus, the new life of the Spirit. In John chapter 20, verse 22, it says, Then he, Jesus, then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. So yes, it's the, the, the water of being baptized, the symbol of the Spirit bringing us new life, new birth. But Nicodemus, he's still confused in our story right now. This is going against everything he was ever taught. He was essentially taught to just follow the law of the Lord. And he says in verse 9, How is this possible? I don't understand. And Jesus tells him, You're a religious expert, and you're still not getting it. But Jesus doesn't give up on Nicodemus. He walks Nick through this unexplainable truth. He says, listen, Nick, let's break it down. One, no one has ever gone to heaven and returned. But, number two, the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And, number three, as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that, number four, everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. There is a story in the Old Testament book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 21, where the people of Israel are plagued with venomous snakes. People were getting bit left and right, and Moses asked God what he should do to fix it, and God told him to make a snake out of bronze and lift it up on a pole. Numbers 21 verse 9 says, So Moses made a snake out of bronze and attached it to a pole. Then anyone who was bitten by a snake could look at the bronze snake and be healed. Jesus is telling Nicodemus that he will be lifted up just like that. And if anyone believes in him, they will live. Think about this. No one had to say a magical prayer to be healed of the snake bites. They just had to look at the bronze snake on the pole, even if they just peeked at it, you know, because they were a skeptical. Even if they just gave it a peek, they would have still been healed. Far too often we think that Jesus came to give us the right formula on how to get to heaven we look at a passage like this and we try to make sure that we have the right formula. But that is not at all what this is about. You don't need some magical formula prayer. Just look to Jesus. Trust in Him even a little and you will find life if you really look to Jesus. And think about it. What was the point of the people of Israel being healed from the snake bites. Well, the point was that they were dying, and if they were healed of, of these snake bites, now they could live. 
It was so that they would live. We are given new life so that we will live. Jesus says it clearly later on in this book, in John 10.10. He says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. We don't need to obsess over the right formula about how to make sure we have been reborn. I mean, just listen to what Jesus says in this chapter in verse 8. He says, The wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. You can't make a formula out of it. You can't explain how it is Jesus comes into your heart. Stop obsessing over whether or not you are saved. Instead, just look to Jesus and start breathing. Start walking the new life he has given you and follow him. Eternal life isn't something that starts when we die. It can start here and now. That is why we're born again, to have new life, new eternal life in Jesus. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this was a blessing for you. Be sure to subscribe, be sure to rate the show, and check out the notes for any scripture references. Youth Group Radio will be posting soon. Peace out.